0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today.
1: Unbelievably, this bill would provide and authorize some $10 billion in taxpayer money to Jeff Bezos, the second wealthiest person in America, for his space race with Elon Musk, the wealthiest person in America. This is beyond laughable, and I will be introducing an amendment to strike this provision. Frankly, it is not acceptable. It's not an issue that we have discussed terribly much, but it is not acceptable that the two wealthiest people in this country, Mr. Musk and Mr. Bezos, take control of our space efforts to return to the moon and maybe even the extraordinary accomplishment of getting to the moon. This is not something for two billionaires to be directing. This is something for the American people to be determining. Yeah, but they do it better.
0: I mean, in that in that conversation from Bernie Sanders there, who is a laughable commie. He also, by the way, meant Mars, not the moon. Okay, he was talking about the moon. He meant uh, you know trying to get to Mars. Uh, his laughable commentary, his ignorance right there, and his hate. Uh, all is meant to cover up the fact that Jeff Bezos and Elon and Elon Musk have done things with their lives, and Bernie Sanders has zero accomplishments. Well, except you know making communism hip to college kids. All right, I mean I, there's one. Tony Katz. Tony Katz. Today it's good to be with you. Eight three three. Got Tony. Eight three three four six eight eight six six nine. That is a number. Uh, Bernie's a commie. His ideas are pathetic. He has never created anything. He has only destroyed everywhere he has gone. He supports the worst of the worst of the worst of humanity. And his hatred for Elon Musk and for Jeff Bezos is based solely on jealousy. Now, I'm not suggesting that based on whatever bill he was referring to there, that we should be giving benefits tax uh, benefits to Musk or, 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 or Bezos, uh, that, that we should be uh, playing in the world of subsidies. Uh, the less subsidies, the better. But we shouldn't allow them get to engage space travel? Why? I'm, I'm going to trust you to engage space travel? Can you tell me how space travel jives? How does space travel jive with the Green New Deal? that's what i thought how are you gonna have a green new deal when you're putting all of that carbon into the atmosphere hitting space no you'd say forget space oh we're not gonna bother with space we gotta we gotta worry about the planet we can't we can't be putting in more pollution to the planet what about china you just worry about you china's perfect we should be more like china I'm sorry, I'm quoting Bernie Sanders. I mean, that's, that, 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 that's how it is. John on Twitter wants me to know that Bernie created the mittens meme. Well, no. Somebody else created the mittens meme, and somebody else created the mittens. Remember, it was at the inauguration. There's Bernie Sanders basically sitting by himself, and he's got the, the mittens on. His legs are crossed. People made memes of, of all that. He didn't do anything. He just sat there like a schmuck saying, why aren't I president? And people created me. He didn't even make the, the, the mittens. He wouldn't know how to make mittens. And if we're up to Bernie Sanders, he wouldn't be able to figure out how to get mittens to the people. Because communists can't do those things. And then again, communists don't care about those things. And we should be calling him a communist. There's never a moment when it shouldn't be happening. We're better off because of Jeff Bezos and uh, Elon Musk. We're better off. I didn't know this was even debate. It goes back to the conversation about Donald Trump. You can say all the things about Donald Trump you want in the city of New York, but he has done more for New York than Bill de Blasio ever has ever, ever, ever. He's done more for New York than Andrew Cuomo or Chris Cuomo has ever, ever, ever. It's not deniable. Jobs created, tax revenue created, opportunity created. Homes created what did, what did those guys create All right, admittedly, admittedly Andrew Cuomo was pretty good at emptying out nursing homes so new people could get in there and get killed. You know, but then again, that that's Andrew Cuomo Trump's done far more. They they hate the creator class. This isn't me saying that we should be having all sorts of of uh, special compensation or, or or anything else for these people. I it means you know that we should recognize people who actually do things, and create things. Out in Kenosha, they're looking to see whether they can create a disaster. And this talking about what the response will be. To the verdict. And as of right now, there is no no verdict. Uh, We have been watching this, and producer Ari is keeping uh, a pulse of everything. Uh, We have, yesterday, the repeated questions asked, or the series of questions asked to the jury, asked to the judge by the jury. It started with getting an understanding, making sure they had the proper definition of self defense, which is, of course, the, 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 the crux of the case. After that, they say, hey, we'd like to take a look at some of the video. You take a look at some of the videos. Yes, the drone video. Now, the drone video in the Rittenhouse case is very important because the drone video is what has become a new flashpoint. The drone video possibly was not handed over by the prosecution to the defense in a timely manner that is the argument being made we don't know whether it was turned over in a timely manner then came what i think a lot of people got shocked by i i listened to it i think we listened to it live the defense made the argument that the video itself was not presented to them in full that you took a look at the the size of the video the fi- size of the file. I think it was an 11 megabyte file. That's what they said. That's the terminology they used. But somehow, when, when they got a hold of it in the defense, it was a 4 megabyte file. What, how, how does that happen? Well, it happens if some things are missing in the file. Or could it be that the defense got a file that was compressed? Well, we're talking about HD drone footage where you can see Kyle Rittenhouse running away from Joseph Rosenbaum, the guy trying to attack him, the guy grabbing for his gun. And yes, this is the guy who was convicted. Was it child pornography or was it child endangerment? Or was it rape? Was it child rape? because I know some leftists saw Tucker Carlson talking about it and they're like, whoa, 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 rape, what are you talking about? They don't know anything about the case. And they proudly don't know anything about the case. It's quite unbelievable. So if you have a situation where the video is not of the same quality, maybe you're not able to look at the video, see the video and be able to provide the same commentary to it, that would be necessary to get a jury on your side. So were. Was the defense sent. A video. That was well valueless. That was the conversation yesterday. This led to the defense saying we would like a mistrial. But now. Now that got turned around. Because now they'll take the mid, the, the mistrial without prejudice. And I said okay I'm lost. Earlier. They were looking for a mistrial with prejudice. At first, it was the idea that the, that the prosecution had entered uh, evidence or tried to enter evidence into the case that was ruled inadmissible already by the judge. Then there was the, the, the conversation that this information was not handed over to the defense. But now, but now they're saying without prejudice. If the trial is is found to be a mistrial, and it's done so with prejudice, that means that the prosecution can't bring it back. They cannot charge Kyle Rittenhouse again on these charges. Without prejudice, they could, which is a very weird thing in my point of view, very, very strange thing for the defense to ask for. Very, very odd. So that's what took place yesterday. Understand that the, I don't think the jury knows that much about the whole mistrial push. One would one would assume that, that they don't. So we could get a verdict at any second, or it might be days. Don't actually know how this is gonna, gonna fall you know, gonna, gonna play out. What I do know is that there already have been fights at the courthouse. Tensions are said to be extremely high. People are being attacked. People have been arrested. Supposedly, people are following the jury, possibly following them home. Again, acts of intimidation. And then there's this. Kenosha Unified School District shifts schools to remote learning ahead of verdict. You know, when, when, when parents speak out at school board meetings, school board members, at least I, I don't know where you are, where, where I live, this happened, school board members said, remember, the children are watching. And I said, good, because they're really going to want to see this. See me excoriating my school board for not being willing to engage in conversation. The low-rent cowards that they are. You see, kids, some people don't actually believe in a debate. They're what we call cowards. They think they should be able to rule without any input from you, and you are not a citizen, you're nothing more than a subject. If they thought they could get away with it, they would put you in a cage a la Joe Biden with kids at the border. Yes, they are called cages no matter what the Homeland Security uh, Secretary says. Why? Because they were cages under the Trump administration, and they're the same freaking cages. But now, let's get back to Kenosha where they don't think they're gonna be able to have school because things are gonna get too violent. The children are watching, and I say good, let them watch. Let's show these kids what happened that when people don't get their way, they think they should just go on the attack as opposed to accept the fact that there's a rule of law. We don't know how this is gonna go. We don't know if he's gonna be innocent or guilty, but look at how they're posturing. If we don't get what we want, we will riot. That's not the sign of a healthy society. That's the sign of a diseased society. Don't be like that because you can bring the health back to the society. Basically, you're the white blood cell and you're gonna be fighting the disease and making everything better. You see, look at that, I made it medical, I'm teaching the children already. Thank goodness they're watching. I could do this for an hour. Exposing that of course the children should be watching. Exactly the kind of nonsense that that the leftist, that Antifa, that Black Lives Matter is bringing to this case. They don't believe in a rule of law. They believe in a rule of force. And kids should be taught this so they know not to be like them. Not to support them. Not to support their attitude. Not to support their behavior. Damn straight. Damn straight. So what are we going to see? Don't know. When are we going to see it? Don't know. That's a terrible way to do radio, everybody, but it happens to be true. Not sure how any of this is going to play out. Uh, That said, that said, I don't picture good things right now for the city of Kenosha. When you believe in burning it all down, does it matter what the uh, what the ruling is? To burn it all down, to want to burn it all down, to put up signs and say revolution, nothing less. Well, you have to have revolution. It doesn't matter what happens. You have to be in the place of constant anger. We see this with Representative Ocasio-Cortez and the whole conversation about racist misogyny. And the whole continued push from the political left that says everything that is wrong, it's all about race. It's a racist country, and you're a racist, and he's a racist, and she's a racist, and critical race theory we need, and we need this, and the SEL, and this. Because it has to be a certain way in order for them to be able to fulfill out their ideological fantasy. I know, I just threw a lot at you there. It's amazing how it all connects, though. We're keeping an eye on the jury. We're keeping an eye on the case if there's a verdict. We'll have it for you. I'm Tony Katz. So there's a movie coming out about Hunter Biden, my son Hunter, and there's a there's a Twitter feed, my son Hunter, and it's uh, the the actor playing uh hunter biden he's there you know passed out with a bunch of hookers and he's painting some art and smoking a cigarette i i is is, who's gonna watch i gotta ask because this is done by uh, m mcelhenney and phil McElher, and they are the ones who did the gosnell movie and i know them pretty well and i donated to gosnell movie uh I, I i i they had a different movie they did um um frack nation uh, they've done some great stuff and it's it's kind of amazing they actually did a broadway production it wasn't didn't get to broadway a stage production of the text between uh peter strock and lisa page from the fbi who were you know lying and they were going to thwart Trump and all those things. It, it, was, it was pretty funny. You'll be shocked by what you see on screen. You may think you know the story, but the truth is more damning than you could ever imagine. They, so, And once again, they're, they're crowdsourcing this to be able to make this movie. That's, that's how they do it. That's, that's always been how, how, they, how they do it. I, I, cannot, I cannot wait to see how people react to it. Like, do they go? You know the 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 other things that they've done, specifically with Gosnell movie, which was directed by Nick Cersei, which was Gosnell movie about the uh, the serial murderer abortionist uh, Kermit Gosnell. It, 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 man, that's that's a brutal flick. Uh, but it it talked about something uh, culturally. This is, I think, going to be seen less culturally, and more as just. Uh, a nasty little bit of hit piece. Ah, oh, you're making fun of a guy who's got drug problems. Uh, there's plenty to discuss regarding Hunter Biden. I do think there's plenty to discuss regarding the, the artwork and how it's selling and who it's selling to. And no one's spending $500,000 on this stuff unless they want access. I mean, that's it is clear and it is obvious. I think to say otherwise is... Kind of deluded, kind of nuts, if you ask me. I'm so curious. Now, the fact that I'm curious about whether or not it's going to be successful is not whether or not I think it should be made. Go make stuff. Go make content. I've been getting emails on the regular now as I talk about wanting to do more of this and working on doing more uh, production work and content work. And I'll tell you, I've had some great conversations and I'm glad people are reaching out hey what are you doing hey I want to be a part of it hey we want to invest all of it great because more production is better more creation of content is better so am I going to be like they shouldn't make it oh no I'm only discussing how I think it's going to be responded to should it be made everything should be made and then find out if the audience is there we're going to leave it all to to leftist Hollywood to make that's a bad idea That's a bad plan. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz today. So here's an update from the Rittenhouse trial. Now, we had heard a little bit about this, that somebody actually followed uh, the bus that transports the jury to and from the Kenosha County Courthouse. But what we then learned is that the individual in question claimed to be with NBC. Oh, no, 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 no. Hold on a second, producer, Ari. I got the story. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. That individual claimed to be with NBC. That's how I have the reporting. So it was a question of what's the story here? Network spoke with police and said the person is absolutely not affiliated with them. That leads us to today where this is now being discussed and the, ju- the judge has banned MSNBC from being in the courtroom until they figure this out. And, um...
2: Last evening, um, a person who identified himself as James G. Morrison, and who claimed that he was a producer with NBC News, employed uh, for MSNBC, um, and under the supervision of a person, what's going on? Oh, okay. Uh, Under the supervision of someone named Irene Bayon in New York uh, for MSNBC. uh, The police, when they stopped him because he was following in a distance of about a a block and uh, went through a red light, pulled him over and inquired of him what was going on and he gave that information and stated that he had been instructed by Ms. Bayon in New York to follow the jury buzz. Uh, the matter is uh, under further investigation at this point. Um, and the media has asked questions about it. That's the latest
0: I have. Except now MSNBC can't be in the courtroom. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> that, that's interesting. Now, I I, I have to say, just so we, we understand each other. The idea that MSNBC could have done this. My, my interactions with MSNBC are, are limited these days, which to say they're none. But back in the day, I had quite a few interactions with MSNBC. I did a lot of MSNBC. I can't tell you I ever got anything except absolute professionalism from those people that was 10 years ago and the world has changed pretty hard in 10 years the idea that someone could said yeah follow the jury back to their house or follow the jury bus and see what happens i ari are we taking bets because there is no possible way i can believe that and if it's true then we all know for fact that there is no more journalism left in these organizations. What are the odds? Seriously, are you putting money on this thing? What, what are the odds? I, it what? sounds impossible. It sounds impossible. I'm totally there. Except if you think about it hard enough, you're like, no, it's totally possible. If people are interested in only a result and they are not interested in the, in the law. Well, that, that plays into a lot of where media is. We see it again and again. Did they or did they not tell us that Donald Trump was such a danger they had to do away with journalistic integrity in order to save the country? Why would I think it's any different now? And you could have said to yourself, oh, it was just Trump. It just got Trump got everybody crazy, blah, 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 blah. I have such a hard time believing this is true. Judge rules no MSNBC personnel will be permitted in the court building for the duration of the trial. A person claiming to be an MSNBC producer was trailing the bus, the jury bus as they were headed to the hotel. Police believe he was trying to get photos of the jury. Of the jury. That's that's out of control. Out of control. Because, they, just so we all understand each other, so we're all on the same page. It's jury intimidation. Now, maybe it has another bit of terminology. It's absolutely intimidation if you're planning to get their photos so you can, you, you what, you, you post them so you can find out where they live, so you can dox them, so you can do all the things. It is what it is what it is.
2: That uh, last evening... And let me just set this background here. Um, the jury in this case is being uh, transported from a different location in a bus with the uh, windows uh, uh, covered so that they don't have to look at any, aren't exposed to any signs by one side or another or interest uh, in the case. And uh, so it's i I'm going to call it a sealed bus. And uh, that's been done every day, and then they're brought here to this building. And um, last evening, um, a person who
0: identified himself as James G. Morrison, and, and who claimed that, that he was heard right there, and then the, the judge continues uh, to go on to discuss what he's going to do.
2: Over and inquired of him what was going on, and he gave that information. And stated that he had been instructed by Ms. Bayon in New York to follow the jury bus. The matter is uh, under further investigation at this point. Um, And the media has asked questions about it. That's the latest I have. Um, And he was ticketed for uh, violating a traffic control signal. Uh, he's not here today from what I'm told, and um, I have instructed that no one from MSNBC news will be permitted in this building for the duration of this trial. Uh, this is a very serious matter, and I don't know what the ultimate truth of it is, but absolutely it, it would go without much thinking that someone who is following us jury bus uh, that is a very it's extremely serious matter and uh, will be referred to the uh, proper authorities for further action
0: so that's judge schroeder in the case the kyle rittenhouse case so this is all just happening right now and i want to make sure you got that audio uh, as as quickly as possible now the, it's going to go back and forth as to whether or not we we believe such a thing possible. Well, I'll share with you a story that Project Veritas put out. Project Veritas put out this story about a local CBS affiliate in San Antonio, Texas. And I I, I will I will remind you when it, when it comes to Project Veritas, a full disclosure: I own no part of Project Veritas. I have donated to Project Veritas before. Absolutely, I have, and uh, I may again in the future. Well, this person who works at a local CBS affiliate was discussing how diversity is taught to them and the and how the multicultural competency trainer approaches subjects. And one of the things that was said uh, goes goes as follows. Much of what we're going to talk about today, this is the, uh, the, the, the trainer, the multi, multicultural competency trainer. Most of what we're going to talk about today, much of it, is going to center around the main code of ethics of journalism. And a couple of things. During this workshop and throughout your day, I challenge you to stop thinking in terms of objective journalism. We'll discuss why that's not really feasible anymore. But think in terms of accuracy, fairness, and transparency. Always striving for objectivity is not feasible. Now, I did not go to J school. But I, I got to assume that for those people who study journalism, producer Ari, hey, um, uh, you, being objective is, is part, of the, part of the job, right? the job.
2: That is the job.
0: That's, so wait, wait, no, 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 no. It's it's actually it, it's it's not really feasible. So it's just got to be part of the job.
2: No, that's 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 not how it works. Your job is not to have a narrative. You're just supposed to report the facts.
0: Huh? Huh? What do you know about that? You're only wait. You're only supposed to promote the facts, but, but according to the multicultural competency trainer, it, it, that, that's not the important part.
2: Unless you're writing an opinion piece, then uh, there's really no wiggle room here.
0: So why would I not believe? Why would you not believe that it is possible that MSNBC could have tailed the bus? It's possible that MSNBC tailed the bus. But I'm just going to their website right now to see how they're responding to this. Eh yeah, it's not even on their front page. It's we were able to break the story. You think somebody could have written the story by now? Uh it is no, what, what, what's on the, on the front page? Trump's former chief of staff is no longer holding back. Trump broke Ted Cruz. Liz Cheney snaps back, says real man would defend his family. The racist request to kick black pastors out of the Ahmed Arbory trial. And then, of course, the big headline. Today's Republican Party has many scary, scary qualities, but one trumps them all. Get it? Get it, one trumps them all. This is, they're, they're, they're nowhere near this story. I'm not sure uh, why not. I would think it's pretty big when a news outlet gets banned from a trial. But if objectivity is, is lost, what trust and what faith could one have in a news department? Let me go back to, let me go back to, Those reporters, I remember this because it's what made me say I don't trust the New York Times. New York Times reporters said that we have to give up our integrity, give up objectivity, journalistic integrity in order to protect the country. I said, well, what makes you think we're coming back to you? You do this for four years, Biden wins, you're like, okay, we're back, everything's fine again. That's not how it works. Are you completely and totally out of your head? That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Not how an ounce of it works. And let's go a step further. If this is indeed the case, why would anybody want a multicultural competency trainer in their, their business? Is this what we mean by diversity? Is this what you're teaching our kids at schools with DEI? How about this? We throw out all the DEI officers, fire them on the spot, and fire the people who hired them and put this garbage into the schools. You're not in favor of diversity. You're not in favor of inclusion. You equity is you getting paid. That's what it is. Don't ask me to have respect for you. I believe that you shouldn't be treated rudely, but don't ask me to have respect for you. We've seen what you do in all the places that you do it. This same warped mindset. You can't have objective uh, objectivity in journalism? Well, if that's what diversity teaches, diversity is garbage. Because it's not actually diverse. It's about having one school of thought, one train of thought, one view of the world. And everything else being nonsense. No room. No room at all for diversity of thought, for a different opinion, for a different idea. And no diversity for the actual facts. You see, you're not allowed to follow the facts. There, that would be being too diverse. You can only have one mind, and that is to follow the narrative. That's where they're at that's so much of what we're seeing and why do people not trust mainstream media why do they come to radio why do they come to new media because we're the only people cutting through doing the research engaging the study having the conversations getting to it they've proven themselves again and again and again and again completely un Trustworthy. They are untrustworthy. Do I really believe that MSNBC? Do I believe it? That they would send somebody to follow the jury bus? I can't. But as someone just pointed out on social media, Irene Bion, or someone using the name Irene Minju Bion, just deleted their Twitter account. That's the name that the judge was trying to pronounce about who instructed this guy to follow the bus. Oh, it's going to be an amazing day. Holy cow. We're, look, I'm I'm still saying there's no way because I have to because my mind can't take it the other way because it just doesn't want to. But uh, we're going to keep following. We're going to keep following the story. Keep it right here. I'm Tony Cats. All right, let's make sure we get a couple things straight about this Supposed NBC News guy, MSNBC News guy, following the jury in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Here's what we know. The judge has banned MSNBC from the courtroom because somebody was indeed following the jury bus. And that someone identified themselves as NBC News and said they were sent there by an MSNBC staffer. Well, it turns out that the staffer that was mentioned, Irene Bion, B-Y-O-N, she exists. And she is indeed a booker for NBC News. Now, I can tell you this. Five minutes ago, I was on her LinkedIn page. Right now, literally during the break. Right now, that profile is not available anymore. It's no longer available. She got named by the judge. This is all part of the what the, the, the what the police report had. That's what the judge was reading from. So the question is, did this guy get told by superiors at NBC? To follow the jury. That's the question. I don't have the answer yet. I do know that both a Twitter profile was deleted, but I wasn't able to confirm that it's her. Her LinkedIn profile was deleted, and I know it was her. But was it said? Was it asked for? That's what we don't know yet.